smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi i am abhinav call and welcome to this edition of mint guru portfolio today we have with us dhirendra kumar founder and ceo of value research a provider of independent investment research in india kumar has a venturesome approach to investments and so 90% of his portfolio is in equity in the form of shares and mutual funds and the rest in cash and real estate holdings kumar also revealed his investment details and how he came to found value research let's listen in hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey so so before we discuss how you currently invest um, if you could take us through your journey right from the time you started value research how did you invest back then oh i did not uh, <clears throat> i did not invest you know uh, my yeah i and i and i you know i don't have regret uh but you know i just did not have an opportunity with hindsight it might uh, you know i i always had an idea that i have to invest i have to save and uh, but i never got an opportunity because i was too busy building value research and you know running a business and i set up value research when there was no funding uh even the design of my business was such that i did not have a premise to borrow money uh you know borrowing money is a function of you know having a predictable business with some cash flow or having some capital i started from no capital so uh the starting my business so you know you can say that i am i was fully invested in equity and that happened to be my company and uh, uh it was fun, it was entirely you know run by cash flows and uh, I, there was never ending you know need for money um i remember you know i was my first initial investment was uh, buying a fax machine which was quite an investment or uh, uh, buying a printer you know so that was also a very sizable investment 15 18000 rupees uh, in those days so i w- i did not have investments i was you know running on my cash flow i always had surplus i always had a little bit of cash in my bank account or in my pocket and uh, uh, it uh, you know initially it was a very precise emergency amount the money it will take for me to buy the ticket and get back home right so then at, at what point did you start investing so you founded value research in the early 90s uh, so at what point did you yeah. start i did not start investing for the next uh, you know in financial terms i was you know of course all my investment was happening in the company acquiring assets or you know uh, spending things on uh, th- you know uh, buying office workspace and things like that uh but uh, uh, my initial investment for the first 7 8 years were only tax saving funds mm-hmm. and they are quite phenomenal investments you know in those days there used to be something called what was what is now atc that used to be called section 88 and uh, those section 88 investment the maximum investment that one can make was uh, 10000 rupees for that eligible deduction and uh, 10000 was only for the mutual fund you can go up to 50 60000 rupees in the in the public provident fund and ppf and things like that but within that the mutual fund component was only 10000 and that was under section 88 and those turned out to be phenomenal investments you know some of those in fact the foundation of my net worth is built on that uh you know some 10000 rupees invested and that is worth uh, 
because i was investing every year so i remember you know in fact uh, value research portfolio manager is excellent place you know where you are, you it's a great store of all the history so i have all those investments in my portfolio and uh, that 10000 rupee invested sometime in 93 94 is worth uh, 6 lakh rupees uh 2001 i was just looking at one and that is worth you know 3 lakh 40000 rupees that is in franklin india tax sheet so uh, i had a lot of those you know and uh, those days the closed end ones they expired because you know those section 88 uh, tax saving funds they used to come with a 10 year they were all closed end funds and they used to uh, expire after 10 years so some of them they continue even now why i continue to hold them because uh, the uti ones they converted those closed end funds into open end because you know they raised a lot of money in those and they were losing money so they thought that where if they turn it into a open end fund they will be able to retain it and they have been able to and uh, they merged combined all of that into a single fund that is called MEPUS master equity plan unit scheme so they have combined you know they have merged those 10 12 uh, closed end tax saving funds of older times into a single fund which continues even now my only investment tangible financial investment was only tax saving fund but i had assets and you know i had cash flows so what do you remember uh, it was your first ever mutual fund yes i you know um, actually i i got into the business of you know i launched value research or i started value research which is and i owe it to a mutual fund uh, what happened was i was doing my graduation in delhi i came for my graduation in delhi and i studied in a college uh, this college of business studies which has become a very prominent college now but uh, it wasn't a prominent college then i was the first student enrolled in the college in the first batch of the one so you know i was uh, i was quite venturesome there too uh, in terms of getting into a college which had no background but you know that was the only college which was starting in 1987 and uh, that was uh, the only business education available for the first time in india uh, at the graduation level so i got into that college that college was not the north north campus the happening place of the university delhi university this was a delhi university college but it is it was in the village of delhi called uh, in jilmil colony uh, and uh, you know the only thing that you can actually go and get it was not even a soft drink you know you have you could you could get sugarcane juice or something you know <laughs> uh, that that uh, it was it was literally a village and uh, this jilmil colony where my college was uh, so this college started in 1987 and this was a, a village uh, kind of so you had to uh, so and i used to live very close to i was a, as a migrant student i was living uh, close to the college and uh, i used to buy all the newspapers and the newspapers used to be very expensive they, those days you know six eight newspaper page newspaper you know they used to cost something like uh, 10 rupees a piece in those days you know 10 rupee a piece just to give you a context that they and uh, so you know it was little uh, unusual well, just to give you a context that what this 10 rupee a day newspaper meant was uh, my living cost in those days uh, was 500 rupees a month so uh, 300 rupee a month for newspaper was uh, on a relative scale very substantial so i never used to throw the newspaper which i used to buy 
and uh, then i went about clipping them and keeping them organized simply because it and then you know they were also not the thick fat newspapers where you know you can sell it as a garbage and derive something meaningful so this uh, was it uh, i i did end up with a collection of uh, you know clippings on companies funds uh, and then those uh, you know this is all pre regulation pre internet days so we had all the i had i was the first collector of all the physical information on mutual funds the state of mutual fund was that there were eight mutual fund companies the mutual fund regulation did not exist and uh, in the final year of my exam that is what were your question was that i how i got initiated to mutual fund i persuaded my parents to actually invest in mutual fund and i was able to persuade them very uh, well uh by moving a substantial part of their fixed deposits into uh, uh you know uh, into uh, a mutual fund which was getting launched those days there used to be only closed end fund and this fund was magnum multiplier scheme 1990 that fund still uh, exists it is now called magnum equity uh, magnum equity or something magnum equity and uh, this fund was launched in august 1990 and uh, then it was followed by a period by 1992 january uh the great indian scam happened the market was on fire went up by two, two three times uh in a span of two years and uh, the list and the all these funds were closed end funds they were listed in the market and uh, this this fund was trading at you know the money became 16 times your 10 rupee invested became six, you know 160 rupee in a span of 2 years and uh, so uh, i immediately and that is what actually aroused my curiosity that what is going on and when that is when i actually put together the clipping that were lying in my uh, room my flat i was able to put it together and turn it into a scorecard of mutual fund is it safe to say that so, had there been no harshad mehta bull market there would have been no value research today that was definitely a great provocation uh but yes uh, it uh, yes it was a coincidence of course you know that that hershey's meta scam actually i think the bigger impact was little different it was not that i was i would have been in the information business anyway uh because the foundation of setting up a information business was uh, uh, uh you know done uh, prior to that it was created out of the boredom in by by pursuing your studies in a college in village in delhi uh but you know uh, there was there is little more to it it is not necessarily uh the boom of the market just that what happened as a 20 year old kid graduating uh i was able to persuade my parents to invest and they were able to multiply their money by 16 times and uh, so it brought in some degree that i am a genius and uh, uh, a false coincidence uh, confidence also you know a lot of people in my neighborhood as well as the place where i lived they actually thought that you know i have done something incredible and uh, it happened so quickly of course i had no contribution in that you know it's a it's it's a, of course i thought that you know uh, i i looked at the merit of that investment when that investment was being made because i was quite scared that this money which i was telling a lot of people to invest in this this money and uh, i was very aware that you know this is a very important money for them they were all very they were all middle class people in my surrounding and uh, when i'm telling them uh, my 
my thought at that point resulting from my education is that equity is a very promising thing education is just as important otherwise and you go wrong so you know the very basic tenets and mutual fund is a great way to invest in for individuals to invest in stocks directly and diversify was not possible no broker was willing to entertain and it was very risky to entertain individual investors by a broker because you know all kind of uh you know bad delivery signatures don't match this that that happened you know it was all physical times it was a completely different world it was the physical arena and so, uh, but, um, how, how were you able to get out in time before the market crashed oh it so happened that you know when i discovered that you know 10 rupees has become 16 rupees i created the scorecard and uh, created the scorecard i had a very nice tabulation of what is the nav of respective funds and what is the price of that price was changing every day the nav was changing every 3 months and every 3 months with a 2 month lag so march ending nav will appear by sometime before uh, may in some goddamn newspaper which will cost the least for a fund company and uh, that is that is how so so but by tabulating all this information i had a very clear view of that some it this is insane and i was able to persuade my parents uh to sell and of course they sold it at 160 and i think the price went up to 198 200 or so but that's fine you know but that's that 16 times and in fact you know more than multiply my money by 16 times or my parents money by 16 times there was there are you no know, two other things which was uh, two other things which actually benefited me substantially or my understanding at a very young age one was that uh, i started feeling very confident of what i was doing and uh, people started acknowledging that i'm maybe a very thoughtful guy uh, and good part of it was sheer accident you know it was just sheer coincidence uh, but more importantly i really understood that you know investments and succeeding with investment is not a game before that as a student everybody used to think of you know in my final year of my college i participated in the stock market game and it clearly you know that was a perception stock market is a game and people play around and sometimes they make mostly you know they they make money they lose money but they play and then i realized that you know my money my family making money here uh it completely changed the perception uh, you know it it changed the way they look at uh, you know many of the many you know this is something very real it's affecting real life things uh, uh yeah you know plans change you know uh house to be built and that that plan can be preponed or some other things uh, can change so you know uh, it uh most of the time we think that okay the incremental uh, m- m- money you succeed and you have more money but moving from you know uh, i belong to a family where my parents work for the government uh till their retirement and you know they, this was quite substantial in terms of many of their plans actually uh, the real life uh, changes that happens as a result of you know uh it was no longer a game i did not ask, and ever since i have never approached analyzing investment as uh, something where uh, in an opportunistic way what is the best time or is it a great time or you know uh, a short term view i have never taken a short term view right so if you could now jump ahead to the point at which you were able to seriously invest what did you start with uh i started you know there was a time uh, when there we used to you know open end funds were not possible uh, they, they did not exist in the initial 5 7 years 
So the first uh, open-end fund that started was, you know, this, uh, uh, what was Kothari Pioneer then. In, uh, and uh, I started my first, st- started my SIPA in a fund called uh, Kothari Pioneer Prima, which I think is now the, whatever that mid-cap fund or small uh, mid-cap fund. Uh, it is, that fund continues in some form. So that was, uh, that was, you know, I was making some investment here and there periodically, but it was not a SIP. Uh, one more thing, you know, though in those days to do your SIP, you gave post-dated checks. You didn't, <laughs> you know, oh. all the banks were manual and you gave 12 checks or 24 checks. And uh, it was quite an unusual time. Then, you know, uh, the real push came, you know, I became a regular investor when there was this, you know, start of this Bidla Advantage Fund. That was the first equity fund launched by Birla. And after six, seven months of their launch, you know, I happened to accidentally happen to, you know, those people visited us and they said that, try it out. And not only they did ask me to try it out, they said that, you know, somebody will help me get started uh, with the account. So, you know, those days, even PAN was not mandatory. Uh, all you needed to sign, give an address and, you know, give the checks. In which year did you invest in Kothari uh, fund, your first open-ended fund? That I think was uh, 1994, 94. And this Birla one would be what year? This is 95, 95 or 95 end or 96 beginning. That is when it actually became, but you know, uh, it was a very sizable money uh, those days and uh, thousand rupee, uh, it, it looked very big then. And uh, before that, you know, I still have those four, five investment that is, one is this Prima, Kothari Pioneer. Uh, I also invested in Morgan Stanley in February 1994. Uh, Morgan Stanley, 10,000 rupee. Then there were, you know, Taurus funds, you know, they were, they were quite a blockbuster. There was something called Starshare and Newshare. They also exist, continue in some form. But, you know, those were 5,000, 10,000 rupee investment here and there. And they were they all they were all coming in the form of a certificate. They were all closed in fund and they, they were issuing certificates. And I still have one or two for as a as a memento uh, in my archive uh, here. Uh, so uh, but that, you know, that serious regular investment started with Birla Advantage. Right. And um, what would have followed then would be the dot-com boom um, when a lot of tech funds were doing really well. Did you get caught up in it at all? Yes, I caught up in it uh, and quite uh, in a big way. Uh, There was this, you know, Kothari, the the first technology fund launched in India was, uh, you know, Kothari Pioneer Infotech. And that actually was a blockbuster. Uh, It just went up and up never stopped and uh, then they followed it up with another fund called uh, uh, internet opportunity fund and that is you know that uh, exactly the classic you know what happens after a boom that uh, that became one of the largest indian fund at the time of start itself and uh, i i think that fund also continues to uh, it exists in some form with a change name maybe the opportunity fund or some such thing but uh, uh, you know, the uh, Infotech fund was a big multiplier. It went up by 20 times. And so so did, you know, Bidla Advantage. Bidla Advantage, despite being a diversified fund, was heavily tilted to technology. And all, techno- all, all uh, funds actually had heavy tilt to technology. Not only heavy tilt to technology. Uh, 
nifty had by that time because by virtue of you know infosex infosys or uh, tcs wasn't listed then but wipro and hcl and all those companies uh, by virtue of that nifty had a 47% exposure with 48% weightage of technology companies so nifty itself was hugely skewed and uh, so these funds were understandably you know uh, uh, i had a fight with you know the then uh, cio of icc prudential fund they also had something called you know some uh, icc prudential technology fund which actually slipped by 70% but so did most other uh, but uh, so you know i was complaining about his uh, his diversified fund and he said that you know here was a here was a benchmark which was also 47% so if we were 51% it wasn't a big deal and uh, we were not doing something really illegal or wrong but you know uh, yes it was absolute madness and uh, most of my money whether you and you know that is the time when i really understood what real diversification is because everybody thought that one is diversified by investing in a diversified equity fund and investing a bit in their technology fund and then on the side investing in a set of technology stocks uh, so that that is when i realized and that is when i was actually creating value research online that is when we uh, i devised a portfolio manager where if you own some mutual fund if you have some stocks and if you own some you know any kind of fund it it actually tells you what you really own by by cutting through the clutter if you own a fund which has 10% or 5% into infosys and there you have invested a lakh of rupees so it will it will figure out everything and it tell you that you know how much you own in individual stock and that is the feature which continues to you know still uh, is there and very widely appreciated and it gives you a real sense of uh, what you really own right but in your individual journey um, unlike the harshad mehta boom in the dot com bubble you were not able to get out in time is that correct yeah yeah i was not able to get out you know when i actually you know the harshad mehta time it i was able to get out simply because you know there was a goal around that uh, my father was to retire in couple of years time and then i realized that you know the amount of money in fact quite a bit of money family money was invested in it and then i realized that you know all that he aspired for constructing his house post retirement that could be achieved much before his retirement his plans for my sister's wedding you know they could actually materialize without touching his provident fund money so the appreciation was so substantial and it was so meaningful uh, for the measurable and quantifiable goals that he was aspiring for that uh, the choice was very clear and also uh when i when i looked at the nav the information which was very precious which was not widely available and when i looked at the market price i think you know it was just a matter of time it was just a matter of time that people will figure out and then this so, so you know if you have the nav at 15 rupees and the price at 160 rupees uh some major mess is going on because you know that was that there i think you know it was a no brainer right okay um so now if we could skip a little bit to how you currently invest um mm-hmm. if you had to give a broad classification of your portfolio how much would be equity debt gold uh, and alternatives uh most of it is uh, equity 
little bit of it is in cash which is you know lying in my bank account simply because i'm lazy and uh, uh i only recently i don't have any real estate of course i have you know accidentally some real estate because you know my initial offices were owned by me personally and and we conti- i continue to own those offices you know uh, the old office in chitravihar that i don't know if it's an opportunity to see it uh, but uh, so you know we have we evacuated that office quite some time ago but you know we have retained those offices uh, so that is uh, you know uh, i we uh, i own them and uh, but you know they uh, more for you know uh, for sentimental reason uh then uh, but apart from that and only rec- uh, other than that you know i have really enjoyed living in a rented house uh and i still live in a rented house i don't own a home in delhi uh theoretically simply because you know and multiple reasons for that my need for home uh changes every uh, very substantially uh like my parents now live with me but they were not living with me uh till long ago uh, till recently and uh, so my need for a b- very elaborate home is uh, now and uh, before that i needed a small house and uh, i don't know what i will need in you know ch- children are growing up and you know they they, they are uh, well on their way to uh, working elsewhere so in that sense you know my need for a home actually changes radically I only recently I have bought a piece of land in the mountains in the Himalayas for uh, because that is where I, I think uh, if I retire I'll enjoy spending more time there. Right sir. But if you could uh, I give would us say a... that in percentage terms you know uh, I'm uh, maybe 90-92% into equity through equity as well as shares as well as uh, equity funds. And, and how uh, much would the breakup in shares and funds? uh today i am actually two third uh into shares and one third into mutual fund okay. and uh, ideally by now you know what what happened was uh, i started a stock advisory service mm-hmm. and uh, till that point uh, uh, why i invested in mutual fund simply because you know i was too busy in my job too busy uh, 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 in running value research writing and all the things so I thought that you know uh, being hands off with through a mutual fund was good enough and that is what I was also telling my readers all the time uh then I launched a stock advisory service and many and we were supposed to make disclosure about our stock holdings and uh, I had few stocks so uh, and that was entirely inherited you know it was not anything that I have bought in myself so when i disclosed that it was little embarrassing readers were actually all my subscribers were writing mail that look at this guy who is talking uh, you know talking us to invest in stocks and he himself never invested in a stock so it was quite embarrassing and then that is when i actually formulated my policy and uh, informed all my readers that i will start investing first to begin with i will make a token investment of 25000 rupees in each stock that we recommend that's one then i wanted to build a stock portfolio and in the first year i will move about 15% so you know the gradually i'll you know keep moving initially my thought was that in 4 years time i will move substantially into equity and by 25% each but then i thought that it will be uh, then you know the long term capital gains came into being 
that is the time which actually decelerated my uh, plan to some extent otherwise by now because uh, i just thought that moving that money and uh, all my gains will be reduced by 10% uh, simply because you know i'm just doing transaction so that that has actually put a speed breaker on my migration from mutual fund to stocks uh, because tax save is you know more money which keeps accumulating so all that i was able to do before 2018 was uh, you know has been done and after that i have not gone about redeeming money from mutual fund but I, my incremental money is flowing into stocks directly and uh, i would say that you know i'm a i'm a uh, fairly focused of course i have a small amount in a large number of stocks but uh, my money is reasonably concentrated in about 18 to 20 stocks of which half of it you know my stock portfolio and half of it will be mid and small cap stocks directly um you know you have most of your portfolio in equity as you said 93% and then the balance would be debt or debt and uh, other assets like gold no my 90% is in equity right and remaining is you know actually you know about 3-4% will be in cash lying in my bank account right. and uh, uh I and you know the remaining is uh, the land which I bought recently. That's about it. Right. That's so all. No gold. Yeah. Sorry. No gold at all. No gold at all. And I'm very lucky to have a wife who is not really you know <laughs> uh, fond of gold, or maybe have asked me to you know maybe she got whatever at the wedding or she's carrying on. And um, as you get closer to retirement, would you shift to debt eventually or? Uh, no such plan uh no such plan because you know uh, it's entirely a matter of scale if i was you know i think i'll have uh, substantially more than enough uh going by you know maybe 1 or 2% yield on my investment will take care of because you know my day to day expenses are not very high very reasonably low Uh, in relation to the capital that I might have, might have. so if we have, with that standpoint, you know, I think uh, uh, I, you know, a one and a half percent yield will also much more than take care of it. So why worry? Yeah, absolutely. And if you had to pick a success, a stock or a fund that you think built the most wealth for you? Oh, quite a few, you know, <clears throat> quite a few. uh i you know i have one small investment which has been a regular investment uh in parag parik from day one or uh, uh, you know prashant jain's fund i have also been able to ride through the lean times all the lean periods so uh besides you know all the all the good times um you That'll know be Uh, not top 200 my investment primarily was in you know my parents money was in prudence and uh, i have seen money going down by 60% in 40 50% in 2008 then making recovering all of it and uh, doing a full cycle with uh, hdfc prudence then you know uh, uh, hdfc equity was uh, another fund where i will have you know my family money will uh, riding through uh in 17 18 years so what you the return that you see for a whole holding period uh i've i might have realized it yeah the mythical return that people say that had you invested at the yeah, inception yeah, yeah. 
would that be your top holding now your top fund would be uh, balance advantage uh, yes could be yeah and but you know my my tax saving funds what i was referring no they yeah. are the most interesting one small small investment you know small investment turning into a sizable capital and that is the demonstration what happens if you just hold it uh, many a times you know everybody coming and meeting me or asking me normally thinks that if you get, if you are able to figure out the best investment you will really make it big i think you know if you are able to stick around for that long you make it big anyway yeah uh, uh, what was the like uh, returns from your equi- uh, assets over the past one year you have equated uh, past- real estate so actually so how, how they perform we can, we can extend that we normally ask over the past one year because that was our series began in the pandemic and we were trying to do mm-hmm. pandemic okay okay but um you could actually extend so, that to i have a very precise understanding of all my returns because i maintain it at value research online right uh, so you know my return over all these periods of the equity and equity fund investment aggregated is about 19.78% and it so, this is over the last you know weighted average uh, return taking into account all the dividends that i would have received on my stock portfolio or the mutual funds or you know any partial redemption i haven't done any redemption except you know when i was moving my money from mutual funds to stocks and there was one occasion when i actually you know when we were uh, buying this uh, uh, real estate for a large piece of land for our office building that is when we redeemed our investment and that was the time when you know equity returns were tax free gains were tax free so Yeah, and do you invest in international stocks, or uh, if not, yeah. do you plan to? No, I have quite a, a meaningful uh, investment. In fact, uh, I had the choice of investing in stocks, international stocks, directly, and uh, through mutual fund. And after a lot of weighing, we realized that you know it is better to be investing through an actively managed international uh, fund, and uh, it is part of our advice uh, to our users as well. the the subscribers and uh, of my mutual fund money you know nearly a third of it is you know you know quite a meaningful amount is there you know uh, in uh, international uh, funds all my money in international stock is through funds only how do you identify yourself as an investor how do i identify myself you know i've been a very uh, i've uh, you know been a thoughtful investor uh and i would like to be focused now you know i would be willing to take some bets uh so, so, some concentrated bets you know my only aspiration which is left because i didn't have time before is that uh, find my great 5 7 10 stocks which i can hold for next 10 15 years thank you so much for your time all right thank you thank you avinav for your time sure. thank you sir that's it for today If you have any questions you can write to us at mintmoney@lineman.com if you want me to cover any specific topic dm me at @abhinavkall at, at twitter to stay updated on this podcast follow hd smartcast on facebook twitter youtube and linkedin to listen to more such podcasts log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.